Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey Awajan? Well, it is episode number 36 today of Brave the Wild. Today is Friday, January the 22nd, 2010. So, yep, Brave the Wild continuing to be on the air on Fridays. I know that some of you are anticipating that, and then thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of starting your weekend. And the Minnesota Wild, well, they'd like to be that as well. Unfortunately, their play of late, well, what can we say? Remember the game Dragon Warrior 1? I know, some of you out there may be old school gamers. Remember what the king would say, you know, whenever whenever you'd save and you're going to continue your adventure? What would he say? Take care and tempt not thy fates. Well, that's pretty much the, uh, (laughs) that's pretty much the gist of the show today. Other than we're going to get into, uh, a little more Concussion Junction as uh, finally the members of Concussion Junction are leaving. Only one guy left. One guy left as Pierre-Marc Bouchard, but Brent Burns finally has exited. Conjunction Junction. Yeah, that place. Yep, Concussion Junction. Finally, no more Brent Burns in that. And he looked pretty good last night. So, yep, those are going to be the ideas of the show today. Of course, Peter Sikora, no longer a member of the Minnesota Wild. But first and foremost, I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to the show. I might want to mention that. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes and also minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Nice enough to put a pretty good link on their website. On the left-hand side, the upper left-hand side, it says Brave the Wild, plain as day on there. So I definitely appreciate that. It's definitely helped the show. But, of course, thesportstuff.com the flagship website for Brave the Wild. All right, let's just continue on to the gist today. Yeah, take care and tempt not thy fates. Well, the Wild have been tempting their fates just a little too much of late. It's been a theme all across the Minnesota Wild lately. All all the talkers, all the shows on the radio, the shows on TV. And guess what? I mean, I got to talk about it too because it's just, it's it's exactly what's going on. I mean, check it out, man. It's unbelievable. Wild giving up six goals against Phoenix. 
They got on four nothing against Dallas, three and one against Detroit. Yeah, you know, well, guess what? 0 for three this time, folks. The Wild were 0 for three, and suddenly the very stellar play of the Minnesota Wild, hitting a brick wall. And we hope and pray that that can come to some type of end tomorrow at 8 o'clock against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the hated Columbus Blue Jackets, who are also our sister team. And, yes, they're the sister. We're the brother. They're the sister. Uh, Yeah, okay, enough of that, right? Columbus Blue Jackets were doing decent earlier in the year. They have really fallen off the face of the, the earth of late, all the way down to the 14th seed in the vaunted Western Conference, which... <laughs> The 14th seed is only three points behind the Minnesota Wild at this point. So, hmm. Maybe maybe they're not too bad, huh? Columbus Blue Jackets. That's pretty sad when you consider we're only three points ahead of the 14th seed right now. Ouch. Ouch. Big time. So, let's just continue here. Let's get to the actual games we're going to talk about first. Oh, what a doozy it was in Phoenix. Boy, what a fun game this was. Remember when the Minnesota Wild used to dominate the Phoenix, the Coyotes? I always call them the Coyotes, but the Phoenix Coyotes, the Wild used to always dominate them. Marion Gabrick always played well against the Phoenix Coyotes. And then interestingly enough, when Wayne Gretzky took over, even though they still stunk under Gretzky, the Wild started having troubles with them. Gabrick suddenly stopped scoring. In fact, he was usually on the injured reserve, which was his, uh, you know, it was just his, they should have just called him injured reserve. That, that's all he was. I mean, that's what his number should be, not 10, IR. Until he joined the New York Rangers and is pretty much leading the NHL in goals all season. Cute. Real cute, huh? <laughs> Talk about BS there. But um, Minnesota Wild had kind of a Marion Gabrick performance out of Guillaume Latendresse as, uh, yeah, it's Guillaume Latendresse again. How many times have I talked about him already this year in the last month or so? It's a, we're just going to continue, because he had a hat trick. That's right, a hat trick in this game. His 13th, 14th, and 15th goals of the season. Unfortunately, just not... Though the Wilds' goaltending has fallen off the face of the earth. The Wilds' defense is not the same. Nicholas Backstrom is not the all-star goalie he was last year. And this game flat stunk. It just stunk. Yeah, Latundras had a hat trick, but this was all he had to say about it. What happened against Chicago isn't going to happen every night. LaTondres said, if we want to be on the playoffs, if we want to be on the playoffs, cute that he said that, <laughs> we need these two points. And yeah, they didn't get any. The Wild gave up four goals in that third period. Four. They gave up a quick two to Phoenix, so at least, yeah, halfway through the first period, it was already two to nothing Phoenix in about a two-minute span. Shane Doan, of course, that's a guy who's always been a... Uh, Pretty big factor for the Phoenix Coyotes. Almost always leads them in scoring for the most part the last several years now. Um, yeah, Owen Nolan was on the Phoenix Coyotes not that long ago either, about three years ago. I remember that. Uh, this game just stunk, though. Wild's defense was just uh, not not very good. The Wild dominated in the face-off category. Uh, their special teams actually had a pretty good night, considering their special teams have really vanished off the face of the earth, as that was Jacques Lemaire's specialty. Number one penalty kill or number two penalty kill in the NHL, and they'd be a top ten power play as well. Yeah, this year they're in the teens for both. The teens. 18th place power play in about, well, what is it, like 14th for the uh, penalty kill right now? Yikes. Yeah, the Wild get more regulation goals, but uh, they're giving up a hell of a lot more uh, regulation goals and power play goals as well. Um, Not saying I don't like Todd Richards, but still, just things not... 
we're still going through a transition apparently and it's not looking very good right now that's for sure Andrew Ebbett's been back the past few games he you know he's only a fourth liner at this point in time there's been a line of late with Andrew Ebbett uh <laughs> Bobby Earl and James Shepard that is now that's a line right <laughs> that's a line Whew, it's Kind of scary when you consider that's how low it can get. I mean, and and no offense to any of those guys except maybe James Shepard. That's kind of an ugly line. Yeah, they got a decent amount of playing time last night, believe it or not, which is kind of funny. But yeah, when you consider those three guys on the same line, it's mm, boy, you're digging, aren't you? You are digging for something. Amazingly, though, yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, this Phoenix game, I really don't have much to say other than the defense was very very invisible. Latron Dress got his hat trick, but it was spoiled miserably as Phoenix just just dazzled the Wild all night. Wild only mustered 22 shots against this team. And yes, with the new coaching, with, with the new coach, he has actually done a pretty good job for these Phoenix Coyotes. And believe it or not, they are a playoff team as of right now. They are the fourth seed. They'd actually have home ice advantage over the Vancouver Canucks in the first round with that fourth seed. Phoenix Coyotes have unbelievably improved with their new coach. Ever since Wayne Gretzky moved on to something else, apparently. I believe he's still a part owner of the team, but whatever. Uh, he has a winning road. I mean, the, the Phoenix Coyotes have a winning road record and an excellent home record, 19-8, and 10-9 on the road. Though, amazingly, they've only been 500 in their last 10. That's amazing, considering how good their record still is and how well overall they've been playing. Um, so it's not like the Wild lost to a sucky team or anything. It's just still... It was a sucky game. It was a sucky game. The Wild just stunk most of the night. Uh, it was it was almost unwatchable. I mean, if you like hockey, you don't like six to four. Even if your team wins, it's still kind of like yeah, six to four. Jeez. But uh, yeah, when you lose six to four, whew. yeah, it's great that we got a hat trick from Latendres. But uh, rough, very rough performance for the Wild. Very rough indeed. And of course, that was on. Forgot to even mention the date. Though some of you might not care. That was last Saturday, the 16th, so about seven days ago. So then go to Monday, Monday the 18th, Minnesota Wild, go to Dallas. Now some of us might want to actually call the Dallas Stars their arch rival because you can't really call the Chicago Blackhawks their arch rival as much as you want to. The Wild and the Blackhawks don't have really any history. Yeah, the North Stars and the Blackhawks, the history was endless, like forever and ever and ever, and it was beautiful. And um, I don't know, though. It's always been kind of a lopsided deal with the Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks one way or the other. Uh, the Wild, when they were good, the Blackhawks were one of the worst teams in all of hockey. I mean, they were a mess for about 10 years. And all of a sudden, the Blackhawks might be the best team in the league. And look at the Wild. They're a non-playoff team. Um, they're better than the Blackhawks were at that point in time. I mean, the Blackhawks were about what Carolina is right now. Just gone. Absolutely gone. You know, dead. New York Islanders level, you know. <laughs> Nothing going on. Um, but, yeah, I to get to my point, as I so long-windedly just continue to ramble, and I'm still doing it as we speak, I think the Dallas Stars might be the most appropriate arch-rival for the Wild because, well, they were the North Stars, and the Wild really uh, embarrassed them, remember, way, way, way back at the beginning of the uh, the whole series between the Wild and the Dallas Stars. It was a 6 nothing victory for the Wild, and it, and it always seems to be a pretty emotional game. I, I guess, I mean, it's not the sexiest thing of all time. I mean, you think of Dallas, Texas, and hockey. I mean, it's never made sense. 
And ever since it's the North Star, even just thinking of the North Stars moving there was a joke. We always laughed at it, and then it really happened. Um, along with Phoenix getting a hockey team, that's even funnier. Ice and 100-degree uh, weather. Hmm. Yeah, that, somebody filled me in on that, along with Florida, too. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, whatever. That's another topic for another day. Um, it, it's a fun – it's always a fairly fun game. But, unfortunately, the Wild playing in Dallas – Texas has uh, not been a pretty thing. In fact, the Wild have been 0-8-3 in their past 11 road meetings with the Dallas Stars. That's horrendous, folks. That's horrendous. Luckily for the Wild, anyway, the former Dallas star, Antti Miettinen, had two goals in the game. But unfortunately, yeah, the Wild at this point had lost five straight in the road, as the Wild do lose 4-3. The cute part about this one, though, yeah, the Wild went down 4 to nothing. Yeah. That first goal by Tom Wendell, this just showed you that Nicholas Backstrom, this guy is falling apart right now, man. He's he's falling apart. Uh, the goal he gave up on Tom Wendell from Sweden. Um, oh, my God. I mean, it, it was just like the Backstrom was completely out of position, and Wendell put it right over his shoulder. Like, wow, that was really weak. You, you're talking about a sieve. And that was just the first goal of the game. And it was about five minutes into the game. So the Stars take that one nothing lead into the uh, second period. It was just kind of a back-and-forth deal. The Wild really didn't muster much, though. Mostly a lot of grinding after that, unfortunately. The Wild just didn't muster. It was a really boring first period for the Wild. And then the very final North Star in existence, Mike Madano. Mike Madano, at age 39. He's, a, he's about a half year younger than Brett Favre. <laughs> He'll turn 40 in June. And, of course, Brett Favre, yeah, that's a hint of, yeah, you know, shout out to the Vikings out there. Go get them this weekend. They better, damn it. But, um, and do check out Purple Mafia, by the way, folks. <laughs> yeah, if you're football fans, that shows something that's pretty cool. Purple Mafia, sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Um, yeah, enough of that. Mike Bernano got his eighth goal of the year. That was almost immediately when the power, when the Dallas Stars got a power play in this game. Yeah, they got a power play, and Madonna put it in. It was actually not a bad play at all. Brad Richards was just a beautiful, beautiful pass to Madonna, and he just buried it, and it was like, oh, man, that was kind of cool. For for a guy his age to do it, to make it look as easy as it was, it, it was pretty cool to see, and it's like, he, he can still play. He's certainly not what he once was, and to be quite honest, I'm not sure Mike Madonna ever really lived up to the number one overall pick dominance you'd expect. But, hey, at the same time, the longevity, the loyalty, and um, what he's brought to the Dallas Stars slash Minnesota North Stars, as you could say, has been nothing short of spectacular. And I guess that does warrant a number one overall pick in the long run when you consider this is his 21st season with that franchise. 21st season with the Stars. Unbelievable. The amazing part is their logo still is the same. And when you look at the Yahoo logo... When you look at it on Yahoo, anyway, um, in, in the scoring area, <laughs> it's funny because the Dallas part is, is shaved off, and it's like, it looks like the North Stars again. Before, yeah, before the traders left, of course, with Norm Greed. That's the real trader, of course. Um, yeah, it just looks like the North Stars, and you see Minnesota and the Wild and that logo. It's kind of interesting. It's like, hmm, it's Minnesota hockey history, but... Uh, yeah, a little piece of Minnesota hockey history. Just pretty cool seeing Mike Madonna bury that one. I liked it very much. And then uh, Louis Erickson, who was the top goal scorer, 
the top scorer is Brad Richards, but Louis Erickson, oh, a minute and a half later, just mm, buried uh, Nicholas Backstrom for his 20th goal of the year, and only five minutes later, it was all of a sudden 4 nothing. 4 nothing, Dallas, and it's like, Jesus, <laughs> and forgive my language, I've never used that word on the air, and I apologize, but uh, that's what it was like, it's 4 nothing, Dallas, and it's like, oh my gosh, come on, Backstrom, talk about a sieve on this particular night, and in comes Josh Harding, and he was excellent, stopped all 14 shots he faced, Backstrom stopped 11 out of 15, um, and then the Wild went to work, as, of course, they tempt their fates yet again with a 4 nothing deficit, and the Wild tried to get cute and make a nice comeback. Sure, only a minute and a half later, Antti Mianen answered that Dallas goal. And it was 4-1, to one, which is still a very unattainable situation. But it was a nice power play goal. Havlet and Zidlicky setting up Mianen on that one. And it was a beauty, to be honest with you. But then all of a sudden, Mianen scores again. And it's like, it's 4-2 to two, suddenly. This was, of course, more than halfway in the third period. It's like, yeah, it's a two-goal game. There's plenty of time left. Uh, you know, there's about eight, uh, seven and a half minutes left. You never know. And only a minute and a half later, Koivu, who had been really, really, really quiet of late. There's the top line is reassembled. Remember, that was broken up late last week. I guess the <laughs> after some really weak efforts by uh, Koivu especially. Just gotten real quiet. And all of a sudden, Koivu finally scores to get his 14th goal of the year. And... It felt pretty good. It was a nice play. I mean, the whole first line was able to come in on that one. Mian and Brunette assisting on that play. Nice passing again. And uh, Koivo buried it up the middle, or it was a centering pass. Um, it felt good. It felt good to finally see Koivo score again. It's like, where has this guy been? He'd been getting almost no shots on goal. He'd been virtually invisible. And this this started like a much better stretch of hockey from Miko Koivo in particular. As uh, the Wild fought and fought and fought, but... All just was too much for the Wild. Alex All just could not, uh, would not let the puck through. And uh, the Wild tempted their fates, and guess what? They lose another one. They lose yet another, unfortunately. And that's going to be the main topic of the Detroit game in a sec. Uh, it got really interesting, though, when things really started to get into emotional. This is when the Wild started to make their comeback. As Ott and Josh, uh, <laughs> Otter as they call him in Dallas, Otter, Mr. He's a pretty tough guy, a fighter over there in Dallas, and he's a physical player. Josh Harding actually went at Ott when Ott kind of landed on top of Harding, and uh, Harding got impatient thinking that Ott was doing it on purpose, but he was really tripping over Harding's goal, goalie stick. And then all of a sudden, Harding and Ott were going at it like crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty interesting to see. And uh, Brad, uh, Brad Richards, excuse me, Todd Richards had this comment. I think the one thing that got some emotion going on our bench is the altercation with Josh and Ott. It stirred up some emotion. You could feel it on the bench. And that's what we need from the start of the game. We can't wait. So, yeah, we can't wait. And Exactly. They need some more emotion from the start of the game. And they just uh, came out awfully flat the first period with only six shots on goal. And uh, it would help if there was a little bit... Better puck control, less turnovers. I mean, the Wild turned the puck over so much, it's unbelievable. Even the veterans have been doing it, and it's, like, ridiculous to watch at times. Way too many takeaways for Wild opponents of late, and the goaltending has just been pitiful from Nicholas Backstrom. It's just been, it's been, to be honest, I'm not even going to say pitiful. It's been uncharacteristic to be more friendly, because I, I think Nicholas Backstrom is one hell of a goalie, and he is the greatest goalie in Wild history. 
and the Wild have not been poor in the goalie category. In fact, you you could say the most valuable players in the history of the Wild have all been goalies, really. You could you could argue that. I mean, Fernandez and Rolston, Rolison, not Ralston. <laughs> Fernandez and Rolison really took the Wild on that playoff run. They really did. And Nicholas Backstrom has been an absolute anchor. He's been the first number one goalie in Wild history because he's the first guy who's been so good he just flat took over the the job. Whereas Roly and Manny had to fight over it for for years and years. <laughs> and even Jamie McLennan and Manny had to fight over it in the very first season. So, yeah. There we go rambling again. Yeah, you know, hey, it's, it's wild talk. I could talk about it, right? I'm sure you guys aren't, aren't going to complain too much about that. So, that was pretty much it. Dallas Stars come out victors, and it's just like, ugh, why did you have to go down 4 nothing when you you have the ability to score goals? And uh, the, the defense was a lot better really not that long ago. I mean, in December, it was excellent. I mean, look, look at this. There's a lot of games. I mean, there's one game they gave up five. They gave up two against Toronto. They gave up four against Tampa Bay. That's not good. They gave up three to Washington, three to Phoenix, two to the Islanders, two to Boston, three to Colorado, and two to Colorado. Um, only one to Calgary uh, later in January. And then all of a sudden, just after that, it was just bam, 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 other than that St. Louis game and the Vancouver game. Those two were kind of crazy. That was a stretch of pretty good defense, but... Boy, has it gotten real ugly of, of late. I mean, you get six to Phoenix, four to Dallas, four to Detroit, and it could have been a lot more, really, to be honest. Especially in that Dallas game. That was horrendous. And no, they did not give up four to Detroit. That was a shootout game. It went to overtime, and that's a shootout. I don't know. I hate the how, how they do that in the... Uh, <laughs> I hate how they do that with the scores. They say it's four to three. It was three to three, but then you count the... Yeah. The shootout goal, I guess, as that fourth goal. It's just it's not an official goal, so to speak. So let's continue before I get too long and the show gets too long for you to even stand it anymore and it's unlistenable. Wild head to Detroit. Yeah, the Minnesota Wild. Well, Todd Bertuzzi's on yet another team. Remember, he was on, obviously, he was on Vancouver. Then, of course, that uh, crazy incident, the sucker punch, wound up in Florida for a little while, which is NHL purgatory. Nobody even knew knows who who's on that team hardly right now, other than Thomas Vokun. That's a name I used last week instead of Luongo, because I believe Luongo was on the uh, Florida Panthers. Somehow I got that mixed up. Um, but yeah, Bertuzzi, he's been he's been playing solid. He had his 14th goal yesterday in that first period. He's now on the Detroit Red Wings. He was on the uh, yes, he was on the Vancouver Canucks, the Florida Panthers, Calgary Flames. He's on Detroit. I believe he was on Detroit a uh, little while ago, too, but he's back now. Bertuzzi burying his 14th goal, drawing the ire of Minnesota fans who will we'll never forget the Vancouver series and how Bertuzzi was, yep, one of the main, well, really was the main goon against the Wild in that series. Um, the good part is Detroit didn't really get a lead early on, but it was that third period. Early in the third period, things just... Not working out so great. But Robbie Earl's goal in the second period, halfway through the second period, went in off his leg. It went in off his leg, but he didn't kick it. It just bounced off of him. And uh, it was one of the craziest, luckiest little goals. But, hey, it wasn't a bad call by the refs. So we'll, we'll take luck. And Robbie Earl <laughs> puts it in. And an assist from Shane Knighty, which is one of the fewest things ever. Is By the way, folks, Shane Knighty, for the first time in his career, had a two-point game, two-assist game. Gotta like that. Not much of an offensive player, is he? 
just a stay-at-home veteran defenseman. But, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the Wild take a one-to-one game into the third period, and it's like, hey, this is looking pretty good. It's a home game for the Wild. Detroit's not having such a great year. you got to think the Wild could take care of this team tonight. Come on, go get them. You know, you're gonna, if you're going to have any hope of making the playoffs, you got to take out Detroit at home because, well, what's Detroit right now? They're the eighth seed now, but they were the ninth seed before the game. Wild were, what, 10th, 11th, like they always are this year. But then, gosh, Patrick Eves and Drew Miller both bury goals within about a seven-minute span in the third period. Now, this was after Josh Harding got hurt. Josh Harding got hurt, unfortunately. Um, I'm making a crazy save after a nasty turnover by the Wild. He had to make a, a kick save and, unfortunately, injured his hip. Backstrom comes in, and, well, yeah, he was okay. He was better than he'd been, but he didn't win the game for the Wild. He sure didn't. Very, very unfortunate. Indeed, Pavel Datsyuk was the guy who almost had a goal, but Harding made a spectacular kick save. Unfortunately, mm, Harding was hurt. This was Harding's first home start of the year. And it seems like he always plays against Detroit for whatever reason. And always seems to get a loss, though. Certainly he didn't get a loss on this particular day. Um, man, it's been tough. As, yeah, the Wild have outscored their opponents 11-3 to in the, third of, uh, in the third in their last five home games. So you figure, here we go. Here we go indeed. And a quote from Martin Havlet. It's amazing that we almost came back. But you can't play hockey like that. It caused you to lose your power and strength for the next games, too. And, yeah, that's why the Wild haven't been playing good lately. So let's get to that third period as I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, I was already in it, but, <laughs> yeah, Detroit taking a 3-1 to lead, and it's like, oh, man. And you just hate seeing all the Detroit Red Wing fans. You don't know why they're at the Wild game anyway, but whatever. <laughs> Martin Havlat able to bury one from Kyle Brozniak. And just a minute later, I mean, I mean exactly a minute later, the Wild tied up on a very pretty goal by Andrew Brunette. Puck was bouncing. He just grabbed it out of the air, set it down, and boom, <laughs> and put it in. That was a on a shot from Shane Knighty that bounced. It was a rebound for Brunette who had to grab it out of the air and just whoop, slid it right in there. It was just a really cool play. There's now Brunette and Koivu have 14 goals apiece to go along with Latin Dresser's 15 of the year. Those are the top goal scorers for the Wild. A beautiful thing. Unfortunately, the Wild, uh, they had chances to bury this thing in the third period, late in the third period, and in the overtime, the Wild had eight shots on goal. Eight shots on goal and could not beat Jimmy Howard. Jimmy Howard just slammed the door on the Wild. Then it was most unfortunate indeed. Uh, nobody got a power play goal in the game. The Wild dominated in the faceoffs, 31-15. to And they just absolutely dominated in the faceoffs the whole night. It was very evident the whole time. As <laughs> you're watching it, it's like, wow, crazy stuff. But then in the shootout, we got our hearts broke. It was a pretty long shootout indeed. Dotsiak scored the goal after Koivu couldn't make it. And all of a sudden, we're like, we're like oh boy. <laughs> As Latan Dress couldn't get it, Nolan saved the Wild. And then it got really long for a while. As Burns, Cleary, all these guys, Mietnin. All of a sudden, Zidlicky puts it in, and it's all the Wild have to do is stop Philpula, Philpula. But no, no, Nicholas Backstrom gives up that goal. Belanger couldn't put it in, and then Drew freaking Miller scored earlier to make it 3-1. to one. Buries the Wild. The Wild thought they had it won. All you got to stop is <laughs> Philpula. No, it can't be done. Nicholas Backstrom lets the Wild down again. 
Philipula and Drew Miller steal the victory away from the Wild. They thought they had a comeback, and they didn't. And that was the end of that. Very frustrating indeed, as you'd want to take care and tempt not thy fates, but the Wild did it one too many times. And uh, Backstrom has absolutely disappeared from his NHL prominence of late. It's been quite frustrating. As the Wild are now the 12th seed in the Western Conference. And how about this, folks? How about this? The Calgary Flames right now would not be in the postseason. With how... Man, that, the top three in the Northwest Division look awfully good right now. Colorado, Vancouver, and Calgary. Uh, it's only four points separate the third seed from the ninth seed. Fourth seed from the ninth seed. Four points. You talk about a logjam. That is insane. The Wild Trail, Colorado by ten points for the division lead. So even that's really not that far away. You just get to have a nice little stretch of hockey. Yeah, maybe a little bit better play on the road would help. Huh. But yeah, that's, I guess we're going to have to stand with that right now. I mean, why even ramble on about it anymore? It's a little too frustrating. Um, hard to say what's really going to happen there. So I, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll get into the little more news talk right after this. Back on Brave the Wild, episode number 36, which is a reminder for iPod users, Microsoft Zoom users, and other MP3 players. Um, yeah, thank you indeed for stopping by. I appreciate it oh so much, like always. So, Peter Sikora has mentioned he is gone. He was a member of Concussion Junction earlier in the year. Uh, not much of a factor the whole season, didn't really seem to fit. He was put on waivers earlier in the week on Tuesday. And, uh, well, they wanted him to be on one of the, on the top two lines. Didn't work out. Uh, the Wild and Agent Allen, Allen Walsh, could not get anything going. Uh, they just did not get a, a, a agree pretty much the whole, or the way Sakura was, was being treated, so to speak. Sakura just was invisible anyway. 14 games, he had uh, three points. Three points in 14 games. Very, very frustrating. He was a 20-goal scorer. For 10 consecutive seasons, and that's not looking good anymore. <sighs> very, very, very disappointing, and that's that's just too bad. Uh, he did clear waivers, though. He did clear waivers. We'll get to that in a second. As, uh, uh, Brent Burns also returns to practice finally. He missed 29 games because he was in Concussion Junction. Conjunction, junction. But Brent Burns has returned to action once and for all. So now there's only one guy left. Finally. So Concussion Junction is getting pretty empty now. Thank God. Uh, I like doing the bit with the with con, Conjunction Junction song. But, uh, yeah, it's not fun, though, when half your team is on is on injured reserve because of concussions. It, it really sucks, actually. And uh, the best of all the players on it finally back. And he looked awfully good last night. That was more, more than enjoyable. He was a factor most of the night, but... Uh, course did not factor in the scoring part of the game but as mentioned now as we get back to peter sikora he was unclaimed now the trade is possible i'm not sure really what's going to happen there with the help of agent alan walsh general manager chuck fletcher is trying to trade sikora and appeared to be getting closer wednesday this is on wednesday 
I'll take the next couple next couple days and explore what trade options may be. The first priority will be to try to trade him. If that doesn't happen, there are other options. Um, not sure exactly what he means there. We'll just have to find out. Uh, in today's cell recap world, nobody was willing to take Sakura off waivers. A handful of teams would take Sakura, but they want the Wild to take a player back in return because of the cell recap. It's pretty strict in hockey, by the way. Uh, Fletcher is willing, if it makes sense. Here's Fletcher's quote. Just because a player isn't taking off waivers doesn't mean nobody wants him, Fletcher said. So, yeah. That's how things are going right now. Back to Fletcher again. Another quote. I spent time with Peter in both Anaheim and Pittsburgh and now here in Minnesota. He's a terrific person and a very good hockey player. I have the utmost respect for him. Unfortunately, the situation didn't work out. We didn't have the right fit for him to succeed. It's not Peter's fault. So there you go. The funny part, though, about all this is uh, Robbie Earl. Yeah, I forgot to mention before the actual game yelled yesterday. But yeah, Robbie Earl. <laughs> How fitting would it be if the Wild won yesterday? It would be. It would have been really cool. Uh, it did help us get an actual point out of the game at least. But yeah, Robbie Earl was also put on waivers the same time as Peter Sikora on Tuesday. He remained unclear, unclaimed. And returned to the team for the time being. And he, yeah, he got that little goal that bounced off his leg. That was nice. But yeah, he would have to be reassigned within 10 games or 30 days before requiring waivers again. So we'll see what happens there. Of course, as I mentioned, Brent Burns returns. The Wilder now at the maximum 23-man roster. Clayton Stoner puts them one over, unfortunately. He's injured, though. Clayton Stoner also hurt earlier. That's very frustrating indeed. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Clayton Stoner, a guy I really liked a lot. He's only gotten to play eight games, though, but in all eight of those games, he was, to be honest, he was a factor, and I was quite impressed. Nothing majorly exciting as we do a little check on the uh, Houston Arrows. Nothing majorly exciting still going on from the prospects over there in Houston. Dan- Danny Ehrman has nine goals, 12 assists in 41 games for 21 points. So he scored. He scored. He's factored in about half the games. Factored in the scoring in about. He's about about half as many points as games played. So there you go. And Colton Gill, he's still not really much of a factor down in Houston. He's about a third liner, as we speak, unfortunately. So nothing really going on from the main guys. Peter Kalis has just been invisible. He's a third to fourth liner at best down there. And Cody Allman, a guy a lot of people were pretty excited about. Before he had the injury coming into the preseason, he's only has five points in 24 games. So uh, it's been kind of quiet for the whole prospect thing. And uh, again, you could say we have Doug Reisbrow to thank for that. Just not really anything going on prospect-wise. I mean, our top prospect right now, at least in terms of the Houston Arrows, Danny Ehrman, mm, and that's the best we can do right now. It's the closest thing we have as a play of a, for a player to come up to the wild and to do something. As you have, uh, other than that, a bunch of career minor leaguers. Uh, Maxim Norio is an interesting one, though. I believe he's an undrafted deal. He He's an interesting one, as he's been actually pretty decent for the Houston Arrows. 30 points in 43 games. He's uh, he's stood out. He's got, he leads the team in assists with 20, as I mentioned. Um, who knows, though? Who knows? He also leads the team in shots as well. Of course, his shooting percentage is pretty low <laughs> at about 7%. Because he shot 131 shots. Um, yeah. That's all a big unknown at this point in time, though. Uh, 
if the Wild wanted to call him up, they, they, they could have because there aren't that many scorers in this team and a guy like James Shepard, who I wouldn't mind seeing on the Houston Arrows right now to possibly clean up his act a little bit. Maybe he can go join Peter Kalis and have eight points in 30-some games just like him. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see there. It's just uh, the cupboards are still bare, folks. You just hope that Chuck Fletcher can do a little something about that. So, well, I'd like you guys to please join the SportsStuff.com message boards. But first, though, I'd also like you to call into the phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Please treat it as such. Mention you are calling in for Brave the Wild, and you will be a part of the show. Do you State your comment, shout-out, opinion, whatever it is. Leave your name in town and opine, and you will be on board Brave the Wild with me, Paladino Joey Wygen. And also, we need... More hockey fans, I know you guys are out there. I mean, I know you guys are out there. There, There's numbers for a reason. So, because there are, that means there are people listening. So please do join up for the message boards on thesportsstuff.com. On the front page of the website, it is thesportsstuff.com. Simple enough. So I'm not speaking English as good as in the past. Maybe I was saying it too fast and it's annoying people. But yeah, on the front page of that website, thesportstuff.com, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that, register, you will be on board. Join the NHL boards on there, the Brave the Wild section, and the podcast section. Yeah, we need some more hockey talk, the Minnesota hockey talk especially. Please get on the sportstuff.com message boards. As we don't just watch sports, you get involved. That is the slogan on thesportstuff.com. So with that... Going to conclude things here and now as the Minnesota Wild. Of course, they have a home game against Columbus tomorrow, and they take three games off to play Detroit. And then uh, they head to Colorado the next night and Thursday night. So we'll be reviewing those three games for sure in episode number 37. All Western Conference games, and you know what, folks? All winnable games. Yes, Colorado is leading the, Minis- the, leading the Northwest Division, but the Wild, for whatever reason, have had their number most of the season. Detroit has had the Wilds number probably since the beginning of time because they had the North or they had the North Stars number most of the time as well. Uh, the Wilds absolutely need to win tomorrow night, though. To be, they need to beat Columbus just for a minimum some respectability. Just don't give up a don't give up early goals for once. Take care and tempt not thy fates. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We will talk to you soon. You have a good weekend. <laughs>